This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Like this stuff lends itself to being discussed, you know, and being dissected. And Willis. I love it when we get to like intelligent points after, you know, after the <laughs> 10 minutes of bullshitting. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. What's up, dear listener? It is Thursday, June 16th. Yeah. And we are back with another Pixel Splitters. What's going on, Josh? Not much, man. Some stuff going on in again. the industry, but it's, yeah, it's, it's hot. We had to turn our fans and AC units off just for yes. the sake of, you know, the ease of the, of the listener. And so, and we're going to we tell you about it at the beginning of every episode. Just From so now you know until the end of August. How much we're sacrificing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but- yeah. So you want to, let's start off, Josh. You want to give us a rundown of what's coming to, what's releasing this coming, I guess, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, and I guess a little bit today as well, uh, mm. and a little bit earlier this week as well. So we've got a couple things dropping this week, theatrical and streaming, a lot, mostly movies, pretty much all movies. Um, the big one this Friday, tomorrow, is Lightyear, the Pixar, yeah. Pixar's newest film, which still don't really have a huge grasp on whether or not this needed to be made, but I get it, you know, yeah. maintaining the Toy Story legacy. I don't know. Are you excited for picks? I'm going to go see it this weekend, but I suppose I'm yeah, I suppose. I mean, I've been a big fan of Toy Story since like it first came out. Um, Yeah. Toy Story 4. I didn't see until much later until a good amount of time after it had premiered. Like I didn't see it in theaters or anything like that, which was Mm -hmm. weird. So I feel like I faded away from it a little bit. I am, I think, not the target audience anymore. (laughs) Um, But this Lightyear looks looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board, you know. Um, Chris Evans is good, you know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if it feels strange that it's not Tim Allen. Yes. Um, yes. Although I think mentally I'm ready to suspend my disbelief in that because yeah. like this is the actual Buzz Lightyear, right? Versus Tim the toy. Allen's a toy. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll buy yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I you know I I will probably see it when it comes to Disney Plus in like two weeks yeah exactly give it give it 45 days you'll see it you'll see it on your tv at home uh other than that we got brian and charles which is a i believe a british comedy i know very little about but it's one of the only other movies that's going wide in theaters this week so lightyear or brian and charles but for streaming couple really interesting things the first one being halftime which premiered on the 14th on netflix which is an adam sandler basketball like biopic or something i'm not a huge basketball dude so i'm not 100 percent sure but it's it's another in that line of you know winning time which is actually really good if you haven't seen winning time on hbo max it's really yeah. really compelling and i think this is kind of in the same realm and it's sandler doing his series. no this is no 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 that that's um halftime is jennifer lopez Oh, what's the Sandler? Uh, you're one? thinking of uh, another Netflix movie that just came out, Hustle. Oh, yeah, basketball movie with Adam Sandler that came out on Netflix like two weeks ago. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, so that's Arguable, there too. Yeah, <laughs> understanding. Yes, you could also watch Hustle. Yeah. Um, oh, so that seems I know. to be like a much better thing. I know nothing about halftime. Then I literally halftime. Read I the believe title. is something about Jennifer Lopez and her halftime show. 
which was like the <laughs> I remember people referring to it as like the season fina- or the series finale of like the United States because oh. it was like the last thing before COVID shut everything down. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, oh, that's kind of oh, so it's but, like a documentary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a documentary about um or like her career and how it led to the 2020 Super Bowl. Okay, that's actually for me way more interesting. Halftime anyway. performance. Not so, she wasn't in the Super Bowl. That was a weird. Right, right. <laughs> she was playing on the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so forget everything I just said. It's not about Sandler. It's about Jennifer Lopez. So, um, yeah, and that's <laughs> premiered. Hustle also on does Netflix. look pretty good. Hustle does look very good. Then we have Spiderhead, which the only reason I'm bringing this up is because it's Joseph Kaczynski, guys. It's the guy who just did Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And so he's directing this movie that I think is just an action kind of film starring Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller. I'm like, well, that is going to be something very interesting, this, at least. This to me this to me reads like something that we sh- might want to read further into mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is like... The same guy that just did Top Gun Mavericks. Right. And it's starring two major stars. You know, it's Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. And like, here it is, like, like we've talked about this before on Netflix, like no promotional stuff, really. Just kind of, it's going to appear and it's going to be gone. And like, how, how, how is that a thing? How? That's wild to me. On Netflix. Because like, this would be a top tier. The marketing for this writes itself easily easily like i can see the poster well i guess there are posters and stuff but like well right. i don't even know if there are posters. i haven't seen them so who knows yeah but. like i can see tv spots i'll say or mm-hmm. um you know banners in a local movie theater etc kind of yeah like there's it it's, lends itself to that but it's here it is just getting tossed on netflix and then it's gonna we'll see i don't know well, yeah we'll see i i that's been the theme recently and i I don't know. It's it's kind of almost disrespectful in a way, but I get it. I mean, Netflix gives you $200 million to do something. Just do it, I guess, you know? Yeah. It will be interesting to see what their new, like, mantra of, what is it? Bigger, better, bigger, fewer, and better. That's what it was. Which, um, yeah. Eh, so just, it'll be interesting to see if that includes... Spiderhead. Well, not even Spiderhead, but, like, does better mean more of a marketing campaign around it like more promotional more like this is going to be better and we want more people to know about it so we're going to promote it more it'll be interesting to see if that happens it definitely will be that's we'll have to keep tabs on that because netflix is going to keep churning them out uh and the only thing the only other thing i wanted to mention and this i again i know nothing about but this one is because i don't want to know anything about because i've heard about it on like the entire week of sundance this was one of the movies that people were like this is a big one so it's cha-cha real smooth premiering on apple tv plus uh tomorrow as well and i might just have to re-up my apple tv subscription to watch this because it had all the buzz around it during sundance so it's something and again another movie that's like had a bunch of buzz going straight onto a streamer which i'm like okay that's fine you know yeah. i guess that's- this is a really interesting so dakota johnson's in this and yeah. like i don't know what it is i have a very hard time considering dakota johnson like a serious actress <laughs> fair i, I guess. really i don't know why where this bias comes from part of me thinks it's because of 50 shades of gray and all that but i'm like yeah, yeah. but she's in all of these big like she was in the lost daughter she's in all of these high intensity yeah. high quality films and I yeah. feel like it's just like an it's like happening like she's winning me over but i'm like 
I feel like she's climbing <laughs> such an undue burdenous hill for me. And right. I'm like, I feel bad, but I'm also like, okay, to go to John's. Like every time right. that's right. my default reaction. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's Easy. uh her yeah. It's <laughs> those fifty shades movies, man. They they were paycheck movies that ha- they came with a with a toll. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's what's releasing this week, guys. Some good stuff. Still, lots of good stuff to see in theaters if you're looking. And uh, and yeah, that'll that'll about do it. All right. So let's talk about what we're gonna talk about here. Um, we kind of have a theme here of like round two. This is like a yeah. round two episode. <laughs> it definitely is actually. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna kick this off by talking about a couple of movies that are coming back to theaters. Yes. Um. The first one being Morbius, which exists, uh, and the second one being Spider-Man: No Way Home. Same kind studio. of the kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum from yeah the same studio. Uh, so we're going to talk about what like what it means to re-release something yeah. these days. I guess you'd say. Yeah. After that, we're going to talk briefly about Squid Game, Netflix's yeah. top-tier Korean. TV show mm-hmm. that has officially now been renewed for season two. Yes. Um, and there's some interesting things around that. I, like we were saying before the pod, thought that that was already confirmed, but we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> uh, and then third, we're going to talk about legacy sequels. So like we were saying before, Top Gun Maverick is a huge movie in the box office this year. Jurassic World came out last Friday. Um mm-hmm and is poised to seemingly do very well. And those are both movies that came out originally or based on movies that came out originally over what, 25 years ago now. Well over Um, that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Top gun, you know, over 35, but Jurassic (laughs) world. Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk about that and like, like what's, what makes them work? What makes them fail? Yeah. Is it necessary? Is it, is it necessary? Tarnishing is it a, money a legacy? Grab? Yeah, exactly. There's a Can lot. Can of- I care? Do I care if it's just a money grab? Like, right. yeah, it's um, there's something there to talk about. So we're gonna yeah. run through those three part twos. Mm-hmm. That's a weird phrase. Um, <laughs> three part two, three PT. Sure. Uh, and yeah, we're, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. So yeah. <laughs> let me stop ramping, and we'll just <laughs> dive right into the episode. How excited are you, Josh, to see Morbius in theaters again? Because I know you went twice the first time. Went twice. Went twice the first time. Went once the second time. And I'm hoping they bring it back for a third time because they I'm going to I will fund Morbius 2 on my own (laughs) at this point. No, I mean, it's it's uh, I think universally everyone was like, this is terrible. Like nobody saw this movie. Nobody saw it. And the people who did see it were like, we just got ripped off big time. Uh, And so what did they do? They put it back in theaters, ladies and gents, for one yes. night only, because for some reason that was- Did it this... really only make it the one night? Wasn't it supposed to be the whole weekend? I think they just were like, we're going to do it for one night, a thousand the I don't think they could pull a three weekend, three day Three deal. day weekend, yeah. That's uh, fair. So I believe it was only Friday night, which is fine. And uh, I mean, guys, it pulled in a whopping 85 grand. Crazy. <laughs> That's, Crazy. And we should mention, so like the whole concept behind this was Morbius came out to zero fanfare. Yep. Zero good reviews, basically. Yep. Not a lot of budget, not or not a lot of box office. Like 
This I movie it, had been coming for three weeks, three, and I, weeks, three years, and right. then came and people were like, oh, right. Yeah. I remember that movie. I think it only um, cost like $50 million too, which I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> but then it kind of found legs online in like meme culture. Yeah. Clowning uh, and, and <laughs> Sony was like, oh, you know what we should do? We should play into the memes and re-release it and let people, people want this movie. The memes mean people want this. Um, in classic old man yells at cloud style. Uh, and they did. And yeah, like you said, nobody went to see it because everyone was like, um, what? Yeah, it made it $85 per theater on average, which is awesome. Which is nothing. We we <laughs> we we talked about this a little bit before. We did the math and that's like what? That's like 10. It's, it's like 10 seats? people. Yeah. Yeah. Eight to 10 <laughs> seats per theater. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Like. Like, now, now maybe they made maybe they made their money back. Like we have no idea. Maybe they, this the was question. a positive, yeah. you know, twenty grand or something for them. Maybe which, they talked to the the AMC or wherever it played, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do." Uh, I don't know, like, give us like a hundred bucks, yeah, and we'll throw it on a couple screenings. Sure, you know, Put it and they're like, "Oh, sweet," <laughs> and you know that eighty five dollars came so close to covering their uh, their costs that like I, right. I can't imagine they possibly made money on this stunt. No, 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 um, no, no. And and I saw the end of Sony retweeting and, and uh, interacting with those memes, which leads me to believe that well, like yeah. they they really didn't understand what was going on here. Well, um, yeah, they they released a clip with Jared Leto reading a script for Morphe, Morpheus, 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 Morbius to effectively kill Morbin time. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. As soon as you address a meme, it's it's done. Like it's done. Come on, Sony. Yeah. Ask your grandkids about memes. Right, exactly. Quite literally. This is not the, yeah. this is not a good look. Um so it bombed twice, which might be the only movie in history to ever bomb twice, which is insane. Impressive. Um one and for the record books. Right, it definitely won for the record books. And now we have some news and I don't know where this fits into the whole narrative when they decided to do this. Yeah. But Spider-Man No Way Home is coming back to theaters, y'all, yeah. in September for the whole weekend. They said Friday to Sunday. And it's the, what did we say? The fun version, the extra fun yeah. what version. Yeah, exact quote? Uh, the more uh, fun version is what they said it was. The more fun stuff version. September 2nd, swinging into movie theaters. I guess. So we were hypothesizing that the more fun version is going to be deleted scenes, I guess. Deleted scenes, um, extras. I don't. I, it can only really be alternate ending, alternate scenes, deleted scenes. Like, what yeah. else could it be? Audio you know? commentary or <laughs> director's commentary. Um, <laughs> John Watts. Like, and you know, not gonna lie. Like that movie is three hours long to begin. Like, I don't need. I don't need that movie to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I'm like, <sighs> like I could arguably be convinced to go see Spider Man No Way Home again in theaters. Sure. But if it's longer, woof. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not into that really. Um, yeah. I already haven't gone back to watch it again, so I'm like, eh, do I really? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's also, but you know, there. I'm sure there were people that saw this movie 40 times in theaters. You know, I'm sure yeah. this one has 
a cult following behind it. So I'm sure this three day weekend that it's going to do is going to do some numbers. Yeah. You know, um, it's an interesting thing in terms of thinking of the release docket. Mm -hmm. What movie now is suddenly going up against Spider-Man No Way Home for a second time? Well, not even for a second time, but like, oh, this was going to release the weekend of the second. And oh, like, and now we, we had to... this whole slate that was like, nice. We've like wedged oh, our little you know, kind of thing here. Um, and now Spider-Man No Way Home is lined up. Let me let me see. <laughs> for a second. That is just cheap. That just sucks. I don't know why. That just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth where I'm like, oh, there's OK. What? There's nothing. So maybe that's mm. that's what it is. Or there's nothing officially announced. Well, there's not nothing, but uh, there's one movie yeah. that's releasing wide called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Opening night, baby. Let's go. Opening night. I mean, like I'm looking at it. It's Focus Features. It's Regina Hall, Sterling K. Brown. Oh. Not insubstantial. And yeah. I'll bet Focus Features is going, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, like gonna... we had this whole weekend just to ourselves, and now we have a major Marvel property coming out oh against us, God. and like not even like it's going to compete. It's like being released. It's just like here's an additional. Yeah, and it, and it it it's this already kind of released. Weak. That's the thing. Yeah, that's like this released seven months ago. Like this was just in theaters. It just yeah. got out of theaters, and it's like yeah. So. It's weird because on the one hand, I did hear that they were supposed to, like during the VOD release, they were supposed to release deleted scenes, alternate scenes, stuff like that, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so now I think maybe they saved it and they're putting it all here, which I'm like, fine, but also you cheated those people who bought the VOD out of those extras. But sure. also, is this going to be a trend? Am I going to have to go see Thor Love and Thunder again next well, year? Well, here's the question <laughs> with it, like... With the re-release of Morbius, it's pretty obvious what's going on. Like, this movie made zero dollars. You know, yeah. like, it, we're in the hole on this movie. Oh, there's, like, a popular, maybe we can relieve some of that burden of, you know, debt mm -hmm. by releasing it in a thousand theaters and you'll get something out of it. Sure. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home doesn't have that problem. No. Like, Spider-Man No Way Home, arguably the most successful movie of last year. Guaranteed. Yeah. So, like, why? I mean, is it just to cash in more? It, it is. Like, it literally is. I mean, that, like, that's the only thing. Like, all right, let's let's look at it this way. Is it an argument of can we fold this into the, like, Sony trying to save theater viewing world? Saying, like, yeah, go to your theater. Go to your theater. Go to your. Because, like, Sony, again, doesn't have a streaming service. It's true. And. There's so many of these production houses that are like, yeah, we're, you know, you see it all the time, releasing only in cinemas. Lightyear, is, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is that, is that an argument we could be made? Is like, yeah, we want to put this out to, even as I'm saying this, I don't buy it though. I was going to say, I don't want to give a big corporation that much credit to be like, we yeah. want to help save theaters. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th I think they do because that's our, like they're going to make more money there. Sure. You know? But especially Sony. But like, I don't. We'll have to keep tabs on this and keep checking back to see which movies they do this with. If it's only like these like the biggest of the big tent poles and not yeah. Morbius because that was a that was like a misread. But yeah, because 
it's not like it, like if they don't do this for every movie yeah. it's like well like would they do this for uncharted do you think that did that did fine at the box office i think yeah so it, it, i really have a hard time believing that they're like i'm trying to think of like other movies that i remember that were like re-released and i'm not saying like a you know oh they you know did a midnight midnight showings of you know star wars or something um yeah you know 30 years later um right 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 i mean like this you mean like re-released like this yeah i don't like i feel like they did it for the dark knight it's possible i feel like i remember but like is it just something that registers when a movie hits a certain tier but leaving it for eight months and then having it come back? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is that enough time? Like, maybe everyone's attention spans are so short right now that they might have to do it at that point versus, like, three years from now. But, yeah. if, dude, if they re-release Dark Knight and IMAX, like, now, I'll be like, yeah. okay, we're going to yeah, see Dark Yeah, and especially Knight. if it was, like, a yeah, for, like, a, a you know, one weekend. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm fine in a screening to go see that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But this, I'm it's like, weird. I don't know. It's so new that I don't know. Maybe it's their, like, listen, the theater. Like, what if they did this? What if Disney did this with Endgame now? You know? Yeah. Like, that's like, would people go see it? Like, I'm sure they would, actually. But but would it do what they want it to do? Yeah. Which is make a billion dollars again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, I don't know. Like, what kind of, what kind of money are they, are they expecting, I wonder? Dude, it's so bizarre. I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know what this is for. And it's like planned. Like September is several months away. Yeah. This is like they're like long. I Part of me feels like and this is I guess just because I can't really think of any other arguable reason is someone said to Sony like, do you want to re-release No Way Home? Yeah, we have an open weekend in September for yeah. you. Do you, <laughs> do you think theaters only signed on to reshow morbius if they could also reshow no way home now that's a way bigger of all the arguments that we've said thus far that one i buy the most that one makes way more sense because like why would you showing morbius a second time is just yeah. like not not financially smart that's very possible because like it came within a week like yeah. morbius and that would no like, way home the date would make sense too because they're like, yeah. well, there's nothing huge coming out this weekend. Like, right, we're know. not going up against Thor again or something. Yeah, that's possible. Interesting. That's very possible. Interesting. <sighs> Weird. I love that's it when we get to like intelligent points after, you know, after the <laughs> 10 minutes of <laughs> just nonsensical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I That makes a lot of sense though. Because, like, I mean, if you look at it from a theater owner's perspective, like, yeah. why on earth would you agree to put Morbius back in your theaters? For, even for a night where it's like, okay, yeah, this made $85. I could have had, well, it was up against Top Gun, right? Yeah. I could have had Top Gun in a in another, another theater. theater. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's confounding. And I'm very curious to see if... I mean, if no other Sony movies get this treatment, then then it's fairly obvious what happened. Yeah. And I wonder if any other studios will follow suit because I don't know, man. I, 
that's really weird. I've never seen yeah. in my lifetime. I haven't seen this be such a prominent thing where it's like, oh, yeah. go back. Obviously, they do legacy like screenings yeah. of like Psycho. I'm like, that's not the same thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, weird, very weird. I have no idea. <laughs> hmm. All right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> very interesting. So we're getting a second round of Morbius. We're getting a second round of No Way Home. Yep. And we're also getting a second round of Squid Game. Yes. Well, second season. Yes. Well, and a second uh, round, I guess, if they go through the whole round. thing Oh, again. yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> it's interesting. So where do you... I mean, I, I feel like we can both say, like, hell yeah, right? Is that fair to... Not to put yeah. words in your mouth, but like... Well... Yes. So Squid Game was obviously one of the best shows of last year. I think that's just off. That's not a subjective type of statement. Um, But for me, I was kind of like, if this ends here as like a mini series, I'm cool with that. If they continue, I'm also cool with that because it means there's something going on there. So either way, I'm kind of on board with it. Now we got some news. Well, it's interesting because no spoilers. Well, I guess spoilers, but... Yeah. You know, it ended with a expansion of the storyline. Sure. Yeah. Saying like, oh, I'm going to go do this. Right. Um, And you're like, well, okay, let's follow. Um, Right. Right. It definitely left it there for season two. Yeah. Left the door open, but not like, I don't have a good analogy, but like open, but not like wide open. Right. It's a jar. Uh, And so we got. This past week, the first like official, we we've heard rumors and we knew as soon as we're like, oh, Squid Game's the number one streamed show yeah. on Netflix. Well, they're getting a season two, but we got the first teaser poster and the first official, I guess, post on Twitter from teaser Netflix. Video, I guess, yeah, yeah, stating this is coming and here yeah. we go and here are the characters who are returning, which was obvious. Yes, <laughs> the one, the ones that are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, if you haven't seen Squid Game by now, like you probably won't watch it. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Um, now, so my question about this is Squid Game premiered last September. So that was a quite a fair bit of time ago, especially yeah. in 2022 when things are constantly premiering and, and leaving and all that stuff. And nothing stays in the zeitgeist for more than like a week, I would say, which is so strange. Is this too... Not too late, but it's like Stranger Things, yes, that has a big enough following where they can release the season three years, you know, post season three and be fine. Yeah. Squid Game, do you think it was more of a flash in the pan thing or do you think people are going to be like, because this isn't going to premiere this year, I would assume, probably sometime next year. I, having them wait this long is weird because usually it's like, okay, Two episodes into season two, it's the most streamed show ever, greenlit for season two, you know? Yeah. And I just, it's weird, right? This is a weird, weird I think, spot. I think it, it's going to have the staying power mm-hmm. because it kind of popped up when there wasn't a lot else going on. Yeah. You know, there was, pop culture-wise, there was not a lot of other content that was like everybody was talking about. It's true. Uh, and then Squid Game came along and everybody was talking about it. And it's like, true. you know, so I think I think people will have the sense of excitement that it's back. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the 
like the ending there, I don't think will be in a lot of people's minds. Right. I think people will go, how I th- how did Squid Game end? Didn't well, they maybe they'll go back and die? watch it again. Yeah. Well, that would be like kind of, I imagine, the goal. But yeah, I think it's got the staying power. I think, you know, I could forget about it and come back and be like, oh, yeah, that like that's cool. I'm right. excited for that, you know, and that'll be the thing is, you know, it will just pop up on Netflix one day. We yeah. will prepare you, dear listener. We will let you yes. know before <laughs> Squid Game season two uh, drops. But yes, the interesting thing for me with this is I was pretty positive when Netflix made this announcement the other day. I was like, didn't we already know this? Yeah. Was it not confirmed that we were getting a season two of Squid Game? Yeah. And like after some research, I kind of sort of. So Netflix never really 100% said, yep, we're doing it. But the creator of Netflix, the creator of Netflix, the creator of Squid Game did. He was like, yep, season two is coming. I think about a month or maybe even just like a few weeks after the first season dropped, he was like, yeah, we're doing season two. Right. Um, So is this news? I guess. The poster and the uh, the clip, I'm like, I feel like that's just Netflix's quote unquote marketing department being like, all right, yeah. like, let's just make some assets. Yeah. And put them out because there's I don't think anything here is from the new season. No. You know, I'm like, I don't think they've shot just, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I digress. The interesting yeah. thing I do want to talk about is what uh, the creator kind of said about making a sequel. Yeah. Let me, so let me read his quote real quick. He said, and this is in 2021, I'm getting a lot of pressure on season two. I think I do have the obligation to explain it to the fans and I'm thinking about season two, but at the time, meaning the time when they were doing, being asked about season two, I was so tired after finishing season one, I couldn't really think of season two. But now that it's become such a big hit, people would hate me if I don't make a season two. So I feel a lot of pressure and I think I'd have to. The big success of season one is a big reward to me. But at the same time, it's given me a lot of pressure. Yeah. What do you what do you think about that line, Josh? It's hard because, I mean, if you know the story of Squid Game, it took him like 12 years to get this thing made and he was writing it for a long time. And then like a lot of musicians out there, it's like, you know, you spend your whole life writing your first album and then you're the label picks you up and now you got to write one in in six months. And I think that's where he's finding himself now, uh, which is fine because I'm sure he has this planned out, but it's also like, you know, Netflix is calling the shots here. So if they want you to do a second season, you're going to do a second season yeah. for them, whether you want to or not. So it it leaves me a little bit worried just because I'm like, I get it, you know, and, and yeah. making a show, I have no experience with show running anything. So I'm sure sh- I can only imagine it's incredibly difficult and tiring. But I want this to be good. I don't want this to be like Squid yeah. Game Season 2 because the first season was so successful. I want it to yeah. be Squid Game Season 2 because we have more story to tell. And Exactly. So it worries me. I have faith because I'm like, I think that this guy has integrity and he's actually an intelligent uh, person who can write really well. So I have, yeah. I have faith. 
But man, it it worries me when I hear stuff like that. I'm like, mm. yeah, I almost want Squid Game season two in like 2026. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, let it just like let it build itself up for a couple of years, you know, because yeah. that's the thing that's worrying to me is like a he's talking from a place of obligate, like feeling of obligation and pressure, yeah. which is not a creative, like a no. good creative <laughs> position to be in. No. Um, <laughs> And, you know, they're saying like a year or two, they're saying 2023 or 24. Yeah. Which is like fast. So this is what you were just saying. Like, write the whole show. Yeah. Like, write the whole show, shoot the whole thing in a couple of years. Like, insane. Especially for something that you like finessed so meticulously for so long previously. Exactly. You know, like, how many iterations of that draft must there have been? Like, yeah. You know, and that's why it, it pays off so well, I think. But I don't know. It that quote from from the creator, uh, whose name is I should know this and I don't. Huang Dong Hook. Sure. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But I I worry that like it's just gonna get rushed and his vision's gonna get chewed up and not yeah. have time to properly gestate and become something as good as season one was i know and then if season two does well like they're gonna inevitably well we'll see if this comes out in 2024 we'll have to see where netflix is at but True. inevitably it'll, it'll be the same thing it's like okay well and and honestly like you said i think i was kind of thinking about it not necessarily critically but more the way that i was thinking about it but it's it's People will tune into this. They will. It's Squid Game season two. Of course yeah. they're going to tune. It was the biggest show, not just in America, in the world. Yeah. That's just like never happened for Netflix. So, but again, if this does well, it almost doesn't bode well for him because then he'll have to do it season three and then yeah. a season four. And then we get into a Stranger Things situation where we're not even close to where the original concept was, you yeah. know? And that really worries me because I've heard Stranger Things is great this season i, I just yeah. don't care enough but i it gets unruly really fast and honestly it's weird because i was thinking about this recently because i just started a bunch of new shows like we own the city and Moonbase mm -hmm. eight and uh and no one talks about these shows because they're yeah. not making a splash like something like squid game does where it's so weird and out there and and you know uh yeah. subversive in a lot of ways and do, do shows have to be this outlandish like the boys where it's like in the first five minutes you see something you can't unsee so you have to keep tuning in you know yeah. or or is it going to be marvel shows where it's so by the books like by the numbers like you know exactly what you're going to get every time like yeah the, it's the, one of those things the shows like, we're getting is just odd right now <laughs> yeah it's it's wild and i mean i feel like there's a level to which like you know you could you could map it out to a degree and i feel like each year, the cultural impact shows like The Boys, like Squid Game, like um, Stranger Things to a degree. Yeah. But like, I mean, Stranger Things could even be like a, a, a visual for this. Like, yeah, the the size of the cultural impact is diminishing every year. Yeah. And it's just going to get to the point where, yes, like I'm so like I'm watching The Boys, but I'm not wildly into it this season really interesting um, i like i you know i think there's four episodes out right now and i think i've watched two and i mm. i've had time to watch them and i'm just like oh, okay like yeah 
And like, I think that reaction, like the same thing you were saying with Stranger Things, like you're not that. And I was kind of like, ah, I guess Stranger Things, but Stranger Things is actually really good this season. I've heard. Um, yeah. But like the cultural impact is just not the same because yeah. more and more people are just being like, okay, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I, I got to watch that. But if right. no one's talking about it, then like there's no timeline to watch it. Right. And the, and the, like I said before, like the shelf life of these things just for conversation's sake isn't long. Like you have like a week, maybe two weeks where this thing is dominating the culture and then it's gone because there's a new thing that's, that's everybody's talking about and and not just everyone, but there's like 12 new things that the 10 different groups of people are talking about. And it's like, it's so hard to create something that's going to break the mold enough to dissect every single one of those and well, squid and game the, was one of those the, here's the interesting thing if i can harp on stranger things for one more time here mm-hmm. so stranger things released the first half of its fourth season and is releasing the final two episodes which i'm um, are like two and a half hours long so like arguably it's, should be five episodes yeah but easy on july 1st and so we're looking at about a month dip there mm-hmm. which seems just like at surface level just annoying and like okay thanks netflix yeah i guess we can all wait but looking at it a little deeper it's almost like a cycle yeah like a pop culture cycle like because no one's talking about stranger things anymore really you know it came out it was there for a few days you know where everyone was like oh my god stranger things yeah and now it's faded away and you know we're talking about I guess the boys now, you know what I mean? Like there's these things. Yeah. And Kenobi. Yeah. And Kenobi and Miss Marvel and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like the pop culture stamp of stranger things has faded, but will come back when we yeah. get the second half of the fourth season. Mm. And that's like a one month turnaround. That's so crazy, man. I remember and breaking bad doesn't seem that far away at this point for me yeah. but it was a long time ago and i remember that i remember watching it with my family and then going into school the next day and being like did you guys watch like the finale of breaking bad mm-hmm. season three and everybody talking about it and like that just doesn't and game happen. of thrones too it thrones as well yeah and that was even more contemporary and it's like and that just doesn't really happen anymore because nobody's on the same wavelength like people you might have watched i mean i haven't started stranger things for yet i might start it this week and it like it's just i don't know man we're all separated so much and it doesn't bode well for the culture like the water cooler stuff which i think is what lend like this stuff lends itself to being discussed you know and well that's the, the interesting thing for me at least is i work from home now I don't have a water cooler that I yeah. gather around. And I think there are a lot of people that like that, mm-hmm. that are just like, you know, I talk to my wife about whatever we watch, um, but yeah. she's usually sitting next to me watching it. So like, <laughs> not like the greatest conversation. Similar experience there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. There's just like the world has shifted away from this collective experience kind of thing, which is, I guess gives all the more props to something that can push through all of it. Yeah. Like squid game. Right. And I think squid game has the, I think squid game has the potential to do it again. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's good. Like if it comes out and like 
I mean, it's Netflix. So if it comes out and then the people that are going to watch the whole thing in one sitting watch it and they're like, it sucks, you know, then like yeah. the people like me, they were like, okay, I can take like one of these at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it's going to take me much longer to get through the whole season if I'm like, oh, people are like, yeah, it's kind of. Right. You know. It's um, true. It's true. It's, I, I, we're at a point in time where there's literally a TV show for every single person on this planet yeah. that's Several. catered directly yeah. to you, and which is great. And it's also kind of like disconnecting people from each other, which yeah. is part of the reason why a lot of these things do well. It's why Top Gun made a lot of money. It was word of mouth. I mean, I've told more yep. people about that movie than any other movie this year, apart from everything everywhere, but another word of mouth movie. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. I think we can discount Marvel altogether because it's kind of built in It's a different hype. conversation, yeah. It, it, but it's, you know, it's just, it's getting so much... It, the the properties that make it through are so few and far between that it's kind of a miracle when it happens, you know, when everybody's yeah. talking about this one thing. And uh, and I don't know, man. I obviously Squid Game season two is coming. I I hope it's good. I I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure it'll do well. That's yeah. the only thing I can say. <laughs> yeah. You know what else um, is doing well? I do. Jurassic World and Top Gun Maverick. Yes, both of them just doing real well. Yeah, numbers. Um, yeah, Jurassic World arguably not a good movie. I Jurassic haven't seen World, it. Jurassic uh, World, uh, but it, oh, the new one you mean? The new one, yeah. Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. Dominion. Oh um, yeah, no, I've heard it's a bad movie. Like yeah, I th- yeah. <laughs> it's like, got like objectively a, bad. <laughs> it's got a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not. Um, as bad as I thought it would be. But it has a 79% audience score. See, that's what I don't understand. These movies, dear listener, make a billion and a half easy. Yeah. A billion and a half on movies that nobody, I, I haven't found anyone who's like them. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> a billion and a half. <laughs> and it's two and a half hours long. I don't know. Yeah. And um, Top Gun is long too. But so yeah. legacy sequels. We have yes. two movies that. Their their original uh, source material, yeah, premiered yeah. quite a long time ago. Um, long, not long before, but before I was even born. Not and in this century. Yes, exactly. But we're getting sequels still, yes. and I think Jurassic World one premiered in 2014. That sounds maybe. About right. So, you know, not super long ago, about eight years ago, but not yeah. like crazy. It was still, you know, and um, it was still a good two decades after right. the original. Yeah. Removed from Jurassic Park. And so the question here is, I actually don't know what the question is. Are legacy sequels bad or good for the like cinematic culture in general? Like That's what I've been kind of waffling over. It's like, is this a good thing? That these movies do well, yeah. Because like I don't like Jurassic World. Top Gun Maverick was sweet, but like it's very 50-50 yeah. on these legacy sequels. You know, like Doctor Sleep, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. There's so many Doctor Sleep. Yeah, Let's yeah. Talk about a movie that just kind of it came, just came and came. Yeah, and, and it was a <laughs> uh, sequel to The Shining. Guys. Yeah. So <laughs> let's start here. What what is the question? Like. Are these a good or bad thing for cinema? 
Is that what we're, that's what we're asking? I think so. I mean, it's just like the originality, man. Like I'm getting sick of the cookie cutter, like bad boys for life. Like, you know, sure. there's so many of these movies. That well, I'm like, there's something yeah, to be I, said for sure of let's hunt for whatever franchise we can possibly mine. Sure. You know, um, and like we, we talked about that on our last megapixels of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like let's make four Jumanji movies because we can just keep making them mm-hmm. and they'll keep printing money, which I think Quite is very literally. much what the Jurassic World series is, is like arguably might even be the thing that like, and I'm saying this with no real thought process behind it, but like might have <laughs> been the, the franchise that kind of was like oh, we can take an old property and remake it and it will take off. Mm. I mean, I guess arguably like the Star Wars prequels would be that, but like. But same director. That's like a, yeah. Yeah. A older property can be a huge budget popcorn movie. 100%. In the 20 teens and beyond. So is it a good or a bad thing? I think it depends. Hmm. Because I think Top Gun Mavericks, and again, I, I haven't seen it yet, but are like a good thing. Totally. You know, I like, like it more than Top Gun, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like a, a good addition, a good thing for everyone's career involved, really. Good for theaters, yeah. Good for theaters, good for bringing us back from COVID times as best we can. Mm-hmm. Like Jurassic World Dominion, maybe less so. But I mean, financially, they're amazing. So financially amazing. I put the Jurassic World series in the same boat. I put Transformers. Uh, You know what I mean? Because it's like, yes, the Transformers movies are terrible. Mm -hmm. But they always make a ton of money because people go to them to see big CG things fight each other. Yeah. That's all you need. And like that's and you could argue you put the uh, the fast franchise in there as well of 100 percent. You know, these are just spectacle mm-hmm. um and for what it's worth uh the jurassic series something you can get into without having to bring any previous baggage true you know um, yeah that's a fair so i don't think they're necessarily a bad thing if you're talking about popcorn movies mm-hmm. you know when you get into things like dr sleep or you get into things like Blade Runner 2049 to a degree, I guess. Like, uh, I have a harder time getting on well, board. I wrote a couple down here. So Borat, Fury Road, Matrix mm-hmm. Resur- Resurrections. Like, there's a couple that, like, it. there's no, it's not yeah. universally like these are doing bad or there's doing well. There's no metric well. to it, yeah. And I think it'll be a case-by-case basis. But overall, basically, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's necessary. That's my whole thing. I'm like, I think you could have made a really awesome fighter jet movie that wasn't Top Gun that had the same plot as Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And had it do just as well. I mean, maybe not because of the people who are coming to see it because it's a Top Gun movie, but I'm like, arguably I would have liked that maybe more because I'm like, well, this is its own thing. And like Jurassic World is whatever, but... (laughs) I, I don't know. Fury Road is one of the best movies of the past 20 years, but <laughs> yeah, I would, I would argue that the first Jurassic world like was deep, was a good movie. I like that movie. Okay. 
did what it was supposed to brought you back into like this world that for me was something that I established when I was a kid. Sure. And I was like, oh, this was terrifying. But like, here's something that I can get excited for because it's something from my childhood. Like nostalgia Mm -hmm. is like the big thing here. I think that we need to touch on because I have nostalgia around Jurassic World. I have or around Jurassic Park. I have nostalgia around Top Gun. I have nostalgia Mm -hmm. around Mad Max. Mm hmm and matrix uh, yeah matrix and blade runner i wasn't a fan of blade runner 2049 but yeah um i think what we're kind like it depends on how big the nostalgia for something is yes you know notice these are all huge properties (laughs) yeah well like i think matrix is interesting thing because matrix was i guess still 20 years ago but i'm trying to like make sure that I'm not coloring this just from my own experience. But like for me, Matrix, like I was in high school, like it was a formative thing and then like became a big. So like I was on board with that because it brought me back to that. But that feels more recent than yeah, like, you know, Top Gun in 86 or uh, Mad Max from like the early 80s. Yeah, the early 80s. Yeah. You know, those are different experiences of nostalgia. Sure. So like. What I feel like we're getting at is there's like there's kind of a formula that's being built here mm-hmm. that has different variables in it of like how old is this property? Is the new content, new experience good? Yeah. Because Fury Road, if Fu- if Mad Max Fury Road oh. had been like okay, it would have faded away. Like I'll put yeah. Tron Legacy in that same kind of thing. Good call. You know, Tron Legacy. Okay. You know, yeah. like it was fine. And like, it's not like there's a huge Tron presence in the world right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like level of nostalgia and arguably with Tron Legacy, nostalgia going back a little too far. Fair. Yeah. Because the nostalgia for that is like not necessarily the current movie going audience. Totally. Um, mm. And I'm setting this up like I have like a third part to this formula I'm making of like, <laughs> yeah, level of nostalgia quality of sequel and i guess you could arguably say quality of original as well sure yeah um yeah because let me think of one here like what's something that's got a franchise now that was started off of a terrible movie oh man um that's like megapixels that is a megapixels uh situation right there i don't know interesting I also don't know. That's we'll have to ponder that one, but there's definitely one out there. I mean, yeah, maybe Terminator in there. I guess, but Terminator's yeah, it doesn't pretty really good. Yeah, well, the first one was I think fine. Then yeah, they it's made not Terminator two. Yeah, T two you know. is is incredible. Um, um, I basically consider T two the original Terminator. I mean, movie. you could say Predator. I don't like that movie. I think it's like pretty yeah schlocky and like very 80s to the point where i'm like i don't really understand it's like rambo i'm like i just don't really this doesn't speak to me at all (laughs) sure yeah i don't think they're bad but i'm like yeah they're not um it ain't speaking to my language Um, yeah so anyway i don't know like if there there's i don't know where we're going with this there's like i don't know either a build of things that potentially have cultural impact here yeah Um, and i think as much as they're going for box office, they're going for cultural impact as well. Sure. 
because if it doesn't have any kind of cultural impact a la Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. then you can't build four more off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like That's if fair. Jumanji had been terrible. Oh, yeah. Or, you, can't you do. know, f- or fine. Like Jumanji two or three or whatever doesn't let I'm be, I'd be like, I don't care. You yeah. Know? Who cares? Yeah. But it's interesting because a lot of these legacies minus Blade Runner and Dr. Sleep, which I think both sequels fell a little bit flat. Um, yeah. The rest of them like were building off of franchises, you know, besides Top Gun. Top Gun wasn't a franchise, but it's like The Matrix, Bad yeah. Boys. I put Men in Black in there, you yeah. know, Creed, like Fury Road. Like there's a lot of ones in there that I'm like, they already had two, three movies in this series. That's an interesting call. And now they're yeah. just adding another one 30 years later or 20 years later versus like, why would you try and sequel Blade Runner, dude? Why would you try and sequel The Shining? Yeah. Like that just like you're setting yourself up for failure at that yeah. point. Um, and Top Gun even. I'm like, Top Gun is different because it's not as good. But I, I just... I, I don't know if there is a metric here. I think it's just like it has to be a good movie. Yeah. Like if it's a good movie, like Fury Road was up for best picture. That was a good movie. Well, yeah. And like how hyped are you for Furiosa? Dude, I'm so hyped. I'm like, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And that like, I mean, Fury Road was what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It was like 2012, if not 2013. Oh, okay. So yeah. So, but- even almost. still, COVID times, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's almost 2023, so let's be yeah. honest, you know. So, like, and I'm over here, I'm like, absolutely, give me Furiosa. I think a lot of that has to do with how badass Charlize Theron was in, was in that. Incredible, yeah. Um, but, again, yeah, that, like, has to be a good movie. And Mad Max Fury Road, we're all over the place here. Uh, but uh, Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> didn't make me go back and rewatch Ma- the Mad Max series. No. You know. Uh, no, not at all. But that's fine. It doesn't have to. It's like it's elaborations on a cultural text that don't necessarily tie back to said text. Totally. And like I, you could is that OK, let's put it this way. Is that a qualifier? Can you watch any of these without having seen the original? Is that a qualifier? Part of me says yes on that because you could walk into Jurassic World yeah. Without knowing anything about Jurassic Park. Totally. There's parts of it you won't get. But it's as just a whole, a movie about it dinosaurs. Exists, yeah. You know, Fury Road, totally. Same thing. Um, yeah. Doctor yeah. I mean, you get into like Doctor Sleep and The Matrix. You could do it. I mean, there's it, The Matrix. The, the I was going to say The Matrix Resurrections, Resurrections is kind of its own thing because that was very much like Warner Brothers forcing the Wachowskis to do it again. And they basically said F you and here's a movie that's just throwing it in your face. So that's a little bit of a different thing. But yeah, I mean, even Top Gun, I'm like, I don't care about the tie-ins to Top Gun Maverick. Like, I just don't care. Like, if it was just a movie, it doesn't even have to have Tom Cruise in it. If it was just a movie with this exact same plot with someone else, fine. I think anybody could go into this movie and have a good time. You know? Blade Runner, not necessarily as much... Creed, yeah, I, mean, I think like, you could do. Yeah, there's there's tie-ins, but like, so you you, and again, haven't seen Top Gun Mavericks, but there's the whole thing with Miles Teller being Goose's son. Mm-hmm. Do you need to know the story of Goose beyond what's explained in the film to appreciate the dynamic between Miles Teller and Tom Cruise? No, I mean they kind of explain it in the movie anyway. Yeah. 
So it's like you 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 don't you definitely don't have to. So I'm trying to tie back all the different directions we've been going here. <laughs> if you have something that's of quality. Yeah. Okay. That's going to bring in use Top Gun as an example. Top Gun, sure. you you strip away all of the like Tom Cruise, whatever, you just have a good fighter jet action movie. Yeah. That's going to bring in X number of people. Mm-hmm. Then you tie that in with the previous thing. That second variable is just going to go on top. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's what the win is, is when you're uh, building something good that yes. then has an additional audience that's going to bring in because it's a Top Gun property. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just coming down to like, yeah, it has to be a good movie. It has to be a good movie. That's it literally what made. it is. <laughs> Can't believe that's like what yeah, like <laughs> great. We just took half an hour to be like, oh yeah. It's no really good. It's gonna be actually good. You know? uh, <laughs> but like that's the kind of thing. I guess you have to start it with an intention of making a good movie mm-hmm. and then build in from there. Yeah. And I'll I will qualify with with the first one of a resurrecting a property. Sure. Yeah. Because Jurassic World Dominion doesn't really have to be good. No. It's That's, already established in the yeah. It's it's been reestablished so they can just keep pumping them out. A la Transformers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that was made four hundred million dollars on yeah. every budget, so it is what it is. Huh. Well, we're gonna get way more of these legacy sequels as time goes on. Yeah. I wonder what the threshold will be for when it's too old or for when it's like those people yeah. aren't going to go to the movies anymore. But like, well, we'll it begs the a- question of like, when did this era of what can be remade start? You know, true. It's fair. Cause everything we're talking about, I think either Blade Runner or the shining are the oldest. Definitely. But that's, you know, well, that's what, like, we're going back now, and it's like, well, if we start doing, like, Hitchcock movies, like, again, I'm like, yeah. well, Psycho had a... Had yeah, they remade you know. Psycho. <laughs> it was... it was Not... Gus Van Zandt? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shot for like, shot. Not in... Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, I guess, so, yeah. <laughs> but they, I mean, hey, they remade The Evil Dead. I don't know. There's, like, there's a formula here, and I don't, we don't know yeah. what it is, but there's a formula where it's like there's a difference between remakes and legacy sequels and what makes one successful over the other. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, it's maybe too early to be seen. I, I well, like and it, that's, you know, I, I think the studios are trying to figure out what that formula is. I, I, I would yeah. hope it's not something we can crack talking about it for, you know, 15, yeah, for an 20 hour. minutes on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting concept to to break down because yeah. it's just franchise rebuilding, you know. And I guess this ties into our megapixels too, of like, yeah, mm-hmm. like let's get this stuff set up. Let's get it right. into a bigger thing. And it's a matter of like looking at a release history and saying which things are gonna pop. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Weird. Very strange. We'll see where this all leads. It's got to end somewhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. wow, guys. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode today. Yes. Quite the conversation. We talked for far longer about Stranger Things, about uh, Squid Game than I thought we were going to. 
I know there's some interesting stuff there, and I'm very curious to see what the first trailer and really the yeah. the, the the season has to has to offer here. But should we slide on into our recommendations yes. here? I'm so excited for this one. All right, so this week's prompt was just kind of a random one. I'm not not necessarily it kind random, of ties but in. yeah, there's a lot of movies that go you know. Theaters versus streaming is a big conversation right now, so we thought it would be a good idea to do a movie that we love that nowadays would never get a theatrical release and would go straight to straight to a streamer. That doesn't yes. mean it's a bad movie; it just means that it's not like a Marvel movie. You know, that, it's not that gonna... a studio is not going <laughs> to throw down on doing a big, yeah, theatrical release with a marketing budget and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, would arguably be better to draw in subscribers to a right. to a streaming service as opposed to. Uh, a theatrical release exactly yes um and do you want to go first here i will go first sure okay cool. um you sent me this prompt and i had a movie pop into my head immediately and i got so okay. excited about the fact that i can talk about it uh a movie that i love that would 1000 percent be dumped straight to streaming is starship troopers yes the i best. actually just rewatched this movie the other day I rewatch this movie probably once a year, and it's incredible. Verhoeven, it's, right? It, yeah, Paul Verhoeven, and from the eyes of a studio executive who like <laughs> doesn't can't foresee that which is Starship Troopers. Yeah, I would be like, this movie is a joke. This movie's terrible. Like, why on earth would I ever spend a dime on this? Don't even put it on Jump it on Paramount Plus and be done with it. Like, I, you know, get this out of my face. Um, yeah. But Starship Troopers is brilliant. Amazing. It's absolutely like an elevated understanding of camp like no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want evidence of that, watch the first five minutes Quite of literally. Starship Troopers 2. Yeah. Because Starship Troopers 2 is Starship Troopers with someone who has no idea how to like toe that line between uh, camp and just a bad movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally, I, I, I watched, I had to turn it off after five minutes. It's so terrible. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so um, bad. Yeah. But Starship Troopers, I, I absolutely love that movie. I watch it at least once a year um, and it just doesn't get old. It doesn't. It's so brilliant. And it like, yeah. Like I actively don't think it's a bad movie. Like I think people are like, it's a bad movie. I'm like, it's not though. It's It's a really good movie. (laughs) I've heard people compare it to like the room where it's like, it's a terrible movie, but everyone loves it. I'm like, no, it's not. It's intentionally camp. Right. Like to the level, like just some of the one liners in there that I'm just like, there's no way that was a genuine performance that was like coached out of that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be this level of, and I'm not necessarily saying that like Denise Richards is like the best actress, you know? Sure. Sure. Or, um, you know, anybody, um, except Clancy Brown, love Clancy. Grant- oh love yeah. Clancy Brown. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's so well done. It knows exactly what it is and it's, it's great. It's it's yeah. Watch all of Paul Verhoeven's movies because yes. they're very interesting. Is he still alive? I don't know, but RoboCop remains one of my favorite movies ever. So, and the same kind of thing where you're like, this could be considered a bad movie, but 
Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, still alive. Oh, Has he made anything recently? Oh, give me a Cronenberg like redo for Verhoeven. He directed a movie in 2021 called Bendetta. Oh, Benedetta? Benedetta, yeah. Oh my God, he did that movie? Yeah. Okay, and now I need to watch Benedetta. I've heard people um, like and Adam then Naiman he did talk something called L in 2016. So, okay, okay, so he's still very active. Okay. Yeah, he's got a couple things announced that are coming. Oh hell um, yeah! Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. I gotta all check out Benedetta. Yeah, I've heard it's uh, very interesting. But I, uh, it's I mean, if it's a Paul, Paul Verhoeven <laughs> movie, you know. Um, cool. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, cool. So that's my recommendation: Starship Troopers. So excited Sweet. to get this prompting that it fits so well in there. Uh, where, Josh, uh, where do we watch it? You can stream it on, I think it was HBO. Yeah. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Was Starship Troopers Warner Brothers. Yeah. That's it was HBO Max. Okay. okay. Uh, Starship Troopers 2 also on HBO Max. If you're so inclined. If I, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, oh, let's man. pop over that's to you, a good Josh. One. What do you got? Yeah. So that's a really good one. Uh, so mine is a movie that I actually just watched for the first time this past week. Uh, and it's a Sam Raimi flick called The Quick and the Dead, which I yes. can't believe I hadn't seen before because it's freaking awesome. Uh, Netflix. And right? it's, uh, is yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I actually just watched it, uh, a few weeks ago too. <laughs> Dude, it's so like, it's so quintessential Sam Raimi making a Western movie, which is essentially what it is. I mean, the yeah. shots, like there's a, the bullet hole through the head. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is literally the Dutch angle, the Dutch Virgo yeah. shots. I'm like, oh my God, this is Sam Raimi. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a movie that is so niche to be not just a Western, but literally about a, a, a drawing competition, like yeah. a dual competition. That's what the movie is about. It's about a whole bunch of people who enter this competition starring, I mean, everybody every amazing actor ever it's got gene hackman and really yeah impressive. sharon stone and uh, early early dicaprio and keith david tobin bell russell crowe is in it uh which is why i'm like it's a movie that's so niche and so specific that unless it was produced by a24 that yeah. there's no way this movie would find its way into a theater because i just don't think it's not like a quentin tarantino even though it is sam raimi who is an auteur at this time you know yeah. i don't think given this current circumstance that this would ever find its way into a theater but it's really really good it's really slapstick it's also re- like the thing that raimi does really well is he gives you a movie that you can almost kind of write off as being goofy and quirky yeah. But then gives you a villain like Gene Hackman in this movie where yeah. you're like, I feel so many emotions right now, you know? And even, um, can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Bobby Munson in Sons of Anarchy, like even his character, I'm like, mm. there's something there to everyone where you understand where they're coming from and you want to see what happens with every single person that just, it makes it a Raimi movie where you know that he cares more about this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's way too small scale to ever make it anywhere near a theater. It's way too odd and just kind of not really sure where this is going and what it is a Western, but is yeah. it, I don't, there's a, there's a whole bunch of variables in this, there. Um, this where it made today, I feel like would uh, be like right down the line of like a Netflix film. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause there'd be like, Oh, let's put together a huge cast. Right. And then we'll just, yeah. 
Well, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is there any really prestigious movies that could have gone in this category? But I'm like, I don't, like, Goodfellas, there's a bunch of movies I'm like, they may have gone straight to Netflix, but this is what I'm like, no, this is going straight to a streamer. And again, it's a, I like it. I think it's one of Raimi's better movies. And you've got, like, top notch. I mean, Gene Hackman's good and everything, but like, really, really good Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman performances in this. And yeah, I mean, early Leo, and you can see you're like, this guy's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Like, he's, this guy's got something special here. And also, <laughs> like, like uh, Keith David and Gary Sinise. In yeah. There for Gary Sinise. Yeah. There's random, just like, oh, hey, Gary Sinise. Yeah. It's, he's got the most, like, ragtag group of people. And yeah. fun fact, I mean, it's, it's a movie that almost didn't get made, and Raimi wasn't necessarily attached to begin with. Sharon Stone actually was the one who got this made, brought Leo on, brought Raimi on, and, like, she's the reason this whole movie got made. And I wish that it had a bigger footprint in the culture, because mm. I genuinely like this movie a lot. Like, it's, it's a fun yeah. time. And, yeah, you can watch it on Netflix, or you can watch it on Tubi if you don't have Netflix. So, no there excuses, guys. So, The Quick and the Dead, 1995, Sam Raimi. You could put a couple Raimi's movies in this, like Drag Me to Hell. I'm like, I don't think that would go to theaters yeah. today. Evil Dead even might not go to I mean, to theaters Army of today. Darkness, for sure. Army of Darkness, for sure, no. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very <laughs> I just, interesting. I imagine being a uh, a studio executive and hiring uh, Sam Raimi to make the third in the Evil Dead trilogy, and then he comes in <laughs> with Army of Darkness. And you're like, And you're like, ah. yeah. I see. I, I don't see, but okay. <laughs> I suppose, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I had a couple rom-coms on this list, too. I was thinking, like, any Nora Ephron, I'm like, there's no way it would be yeah. made today, but they should be, you know? Like, the, when Harry Met Sally, I'm like, yes, would yeah. never go to a theater, but would do so well on a streamer, you know? So. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that'll bring us home. Yeah. Um, good recommendation. So, yeah, you too. Starship Troopers and the Quick and the Dead. Uh, Camp. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> excellent double feature. It actually is an excellent yeah. double feature. <laughs> um, cool. All right, uh, Josh, why don't you tell us where you can find yeah. um, your where people can find you on the Internet? Yes, people can find me on the Internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Letterboxd and Instagram at Josh J. Fuller. Letterboxd is where you'll see everything that I watch on a weekly basis. And where can people find you, Willis? You can find me on the internets on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast itself, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters. Uh, where you'll find all of our recommendations, uh, top fives, bottom fives, etc., including Starship Troopers and The Quick and the Dead. Which one would you watch first of that double feature? Ooh. Honestly, probably The Quick and the Dead. And My then instinct would kind is of to go you- like old and then like past and future. Okay. That's fair. But so Starship No, troopers. no, no. Like past, Quick and the Dead, and then future. Oh, oh and then Starship Troopers. Starship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. All right. <laughs> well that'll do it um yeah i guess we can go to our normal ramping part of the uh the episode yeah the best Um, part (laughs) but yeah lots of lots of good stuff coming out lots of weird stuff going on in the streaming world and the theater world Uh, yeah and we will continue to be here dear listener keeping track of it all and deciding that we should 
check in again in a year. <laughs> exactly, going. exactly. So. Exactly. There's no shortage of stuff to watch right now, so definitely take some time out and watch some good stuff. The, like any streaming service, any theater you go to, there's there's something good to check out. So yes. just do it, you know? Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Why not? All right. And that'll do it. That'll do it. Good talking to you as always, Josh. You're listening. Thank you for listening. We yes. love you. Yeah. Um, end of pod. <laughs>